1-800-919-3776. So many things to get into. The 6-2 and two Giants. Do a little stump for Rothenberg at 10-30. Football frenzy 11-15. The Knicks with a win. I can't say a good win, but a win last night over at Detroit, who's not good to begin with without their best player. Um, the Kyrie Irving situation continues to uh, really dominate conversation around the NBA. Is he be, being treated unfairly is, is the, the big talk I've heard this week. I'm not sure how that's unfair with the way he's acted originally and the amount of times he had a chance to you know weasel his way out of it and didn't. But that's what I've heard a lot of this week. Uh, Giants are 6-2, and two, and you know I think the Jets have been so good and had such a great win that it almost feels like the Giants are like, oh, yeah, yeah, and and the Giants. Well, a couple reasons about that. Firstly, I think the Jets are very good. Right? I think if, if I knew the Jets had a legitimate quarterback, I would think this team is built for a really long run. I'm uncertain with Zach Wilson, which makes me a little hesitant uh, on the Jets. But I think that, the, again, Giants fans are not ready to let themselves go. Like, you, you can't look at this Giants team and say, this is, this is a good football team. Like, they get by with what they have. I think they're well coached. I think the future is very bright. But I, I don't think you can look at this and say, boy, this, this, is a, this is a good Giants team. No. In fact, it's kind of remarkable that they're sitting here at 6-2. and two. But we'll, we'll get into the Giants, certainly. Um, hot stove. I mean, DeGrom, you know, apparently there's a little flirtation going on with Texas. Do you want to bring him back? Is Judge going to be back? You know, I, I am actually of the mindset. We'll get to this a little bit later. I don't want to start with the baseball of what what to do if I'm the Mets, the ideal for me is what? And it just might not have Jacob DeGrom involved. Oh, he's great. I mean, he's probably the second best pitcher in, in franchise history. Oh, Gooden was pretty good too, but for a, a short stint. Seaver won, DeGrom two, but I I don't know. I honestly can't sit here and tell you definitively that the best thing for this organization is to bring back Jacob DeGrom. And I know there's some people that are like driving off the road. How could you say that? I will explain later. Not that he's not a wonderful pitcher. Not that he's not an all-time Met. Not that he doesn't have filthy stuff. I don't know how long he's going to be healthy for. I don't know what, what two, three, four years down the road brings with Jacob DeGrom. So we'll, we'll certainly get to the Mets and then Aaron Judge. See, I think the Mets can be okay if they don't keep DeGrom. I think the like if the Yankees don't keep Aaron Judge, I think this is kind of kind of sunk. Like I I think you're in in big big trouble, right? I mean if you, you how can you lose out on 60 home runs and and you know 120 RBIs and and you know possibly unanimous MVP in the American League? How do you what's your plan B? You know what what is your possible plan B if you lose Aaron Judge? And you know what that's going to be a deal that you look at. Eight years down the road, it's like, God, boy, pay a guy a lot of money, and he produced years ago, but he doesn't anymore. You know what? What are you going to do? Really? What are you going to do? Yet you have to sign him. There's no two ways about it. If you're the Yankees, you absolutely have to sign him. So we have a lot of things to get into. Uh, the football, certainly. The baseball. I wanted to start with, uh, with the NBA. I want to start with the Knicks at 1-800-919-3776. You know how you've been so... I, I don't know, like, like where are we? I'm excited. I, I can't wait for the Knicks. And two years ago was so good. And last year there was this excitement. You know, I, I watch the Knicks now, and it's just like they're not very good. I don't think they're going to get very good. And I think this is kind of the, the hand that you're dealt with this Knicks team. 
Like, hardly do I look at this goal. Like, I'm watching last night. You should you should beat that team by by 15. That should be a – you know what? I turned it off. It was six minutes to go in quarter number four because they ran Detroit out of the building. And and just the opposite. Like, that. that's a four-point game with 90 seconds left. I mean, a guy named Livers is, is hitting threes all over the place. What what is what is happening here? And you know what I realize? Like, and and this is just the truth. And and when I'm wrong, I admit I'm wrong. And I was leading the charge to say, you know, I I don't know, man. I I don't know if I trade all these ones and and Grimes and Barrett and all these guys for Donovan Mitchell. But now you're the you're the same team. And this Julius Randle from two years ago, that's never going to come back. I'm never going to see pandemic nobody in the arena Julius Randle again. I mean, Julius. Well, Julius Randle can't shoot the ball anymore. I mean, what has happened to Julius Randle? And again, I, I don't think I don't think he's bad. I just think he's reverted back to what he was, which is he's he's, he's going to put up numbers. Which you look at, you're like, yep, those are really good numbers. And you're going to watch him play. And eh. I mean, that's that's the truth. Eh. You know, zero for seven from three last night. I just it's a five. What do, what do you have? No, he only had a couple turnovers, I think. But 0 for 7 from 3? I mean, this is not the guy from 2020. R.J. Barrett has not taken that step. And and the weird thing is, everyone said, myself included, and, and I Rick, Rick was like leading the charge for this, when, when they get the point guard, then you'll see. Well, I, I mean, Jalen Brunson's been as good as you could possibly hope for in the first 12 games of the season. And where are we? I mean, is uh, honestly, when you look at this team, is this team any better than it's been? So now you have the point guard. You like him, right? He, his assist to turnover is elite. He's very efficient. He's in complete control. And you're no better than you've been. Right? You, it's, it's the same things. It's, well, I'm waiting for R.J. Barrett to take that next step. Well, th- this is year four. And I hate to do this on the heels of a of victory. But, I mean, come on. You're not exactly sounding the alarms for, oh, baby, we went out there. We we beat up on Detroit, which you didn't even do. You didn't even beat up on Detroit. So if the point guard was the big thing, we don't have the point guard, right? It's not in place. So what do we do? And now you have the point guard and there's still something missing. Then what's wrong? Because this is not a small sample size. This team is they're I mean, they're very average. Is what they are. They're very average. Right? They don't really win games that you, that you wouldn't think they'd win. Right? They go up against the better teams, and it's it's not all that impressive. They go up against the lesser teams, and at times it can be a slog and a struggle. This is the second time they've now beaten Detroit. Detroit is winless on the road this season. I'm sorry. I mean, I know it's 12 games, but at, at what point is it okay for me to say, you know what, this is the Knicks are just eh. They're, just not, they're not all that special of a team. That, that's where I am. You know, and I used to, well, R.J. scored 30 points last night. Okay. But R.J. Barrett, I watch him play, and it doesn't, it doesn't move that needle that I think to myself, this guy is a star. This guy's on the verge of being a star. R.J. Barrett is good. R.J. Barrett is good. He's a nice player. He's probably a number three on, a, on an elite basketball team. Julius Randle's probably a three on an elite basketball team. Mitchell Robinson is always, always, always hurt, right? All he hears, this guy's so athletic. It's great. He's very athletic. He also never plays. And when he plays, he never plays because he's always in foul trouble. 
So I got to get through two things with Mitchell Robinson. I got to get him healthy enough to play, and then if he's healthy enough to play, I got to get him to stay out of foul trouble to actually play. So how often does that happen? Or how many times do you think you're going to get this year? I mean, I'd, I'd love, uh, we can even make this like an exercise. I can give this to you, Joe Leo, because you owe me an exercise of going through every game this year of how many games, A, you have to play, and if you play, how many games you're not in foul trouble and can play 27 minutes or more if you're Mitchell Robinson because now he's out. So, I don't know. I just watched the Knicks last night, and it's a win. But it wasn't pretty, and it certainly didn't breed confidence. And now you're, what, 6-6? Six and six? All right. I mean, are the like, like, what's the upside of this Knicks team? So rather than when they lose games to the Nets, which was embarrassing the other night, I mean, absolutely embarrassing, going out there and hearing sound bites, well, we just didn't, we didn't really give uh, a lot of effort in this game. How? How, how does that happen? How can you ever take the microphone after a game and say, well, you know, we just didn't try all that hard. We didn't really, well, I mean, we, you're the Knicks. Who are you to not try hard? You know, I don't ever want to hear that from any team ever. I think that's just an indictment. But if you're the Warriors, well, you know, we just didn't, we didn't have it tonight. We just didn't try all that hard. All right, you know what? They win the championship every other year. You're the Celtics. You know, we just, we didn't really give our max effort. We didn't have it tonight. Fine. I don't love it, but you can deal with it a little bit. How, how the other night? Do I have to hear that, well, we just didn't, you know, we didn't give everything against, against the Nets where you didn't play the night before? You just happened to not give an A-level performance? Oh, boy. So, you know, rather than every game, and I, I reached this last night. Like, I'm watching the game. I'm like, yeah, you know what? I, this is what it is. Rather than go through every game and, oh, I'm so excited. What a win. And this is wonderful. Or I can't believe they did this. Believe it. Believe that they did this. Because in watching the game, this is what they are. They're, they're, I mean, what are you realistically, the Knicks are what? Get to how many wins this year? 37? 39? If things go well, 41? Like, what's the upside? If things go really well and, and this team does everything they're capable of doing, they're a 500 team? How excited am I supposed to get about that? And the thing that I find truly frustrating is, we kept saying, well, one, you know, you didn't draft Halliburton. If you had Halliburton, now it makes Barrett better. Now it makes Randall better. Well, you didn't draft Donovan Mitchell. It makes guys better. You don't have the point guard. You didn't make the trade for Chris Paul, right? You couldn't get that done. Like, you can never get anything done at the point guard. And I'm led to believe once you get the point guard, it all now starts to fall in place. Well, you can't have asked for more from Jalen Brunson so far this season. Like, he's as good as advertised, right? I mean, how many nights is it? Nine assists and one turnover and 25 points and, you know, never in foul trouble. Like, he's a really good player. He's a really good point guard. And the, the same issues that haunted you last year and the year before that and five years ago are the same issues that haunt you now. You get Julius Randle and you're like, eh, that didn't impress me all that much watching him try to go one-on-one consistently like I thought that was going to be done he does that because they don't have the point guard well doesn't seem like that's the case and the point guard is going to make R.J. Barrett way way better well that's not the case either in fact they're they're like a similar team I look at them and I think they're somewhat talented and then I watch them play and I'm frustrated so the Knicks are on the table the Nets here's a question and I heard this the other day. It's like, well, now come on. I was like, you know, maybe. 
Are the net now think about it before you just freak out. Are the Nets a better team? Not more talented, because of course that's a no. Are they a better team without Kyrie Irving? Without all of the distraction surrounding them. Are they a better basketball team? Now, they're they're not gonna they're not gonna win regardless, right? I, I don't think anybody I mean Ben Simmons is just my guy. He's he's a disaster. This, this was a player that, that teams thought they could build around a couple of years ago. He, he's, he doesn't want to shoot the ball. I've never seen anything like it. He is terrified to shoot the ball. I've never seen a guard that scared to shoot. Remember, remember like back in Avery Johnson days when he was a point guard of San Antonio and the Knicks played, played them in the finals in 2000? You're like, well, the only way they can, they can beat them is if they, they make Avery Johnson shoot and he just can't do it. But at least Avery Johnson would take 17-footers, and he shot well in that series. Ben Simmons wants no part, no part of shooting the basketball. So it's Durant. You don't know what you're going to get or when you're going to get it from Kyrie. And Ben Simmons, who's greatly disappointing. That being said, are they a better team? Are they a better team without Kyrie Irving? And I think the answer might be yes. So 1-800-919-3776. I mean, we have so much to do. We're going to certainly get to the uh, NFL. We're going to get to the Giants. You know, I've heard a lot of people say this is a big game, and then others say, no, this is not a big game. This is a big game. This is a big game. And and they, the people that bet on these games still, still give the Giants zero respect. The number opened at seven and is now four and a half, which means that all of the money is going on Houston. Why? Because the Giants get zero respect. You know what? Use that in the locker room. But this is a big game. And next week is a big game. Because you don't look at the Dallas and the Philly games as games that realistically you get to go out there and win. So the games you can, you have to. I.E. tomorrow. 1-800-919-3776. We are off to a rollicking start on a Saturday morning. It's Rothenberg with you solo on 98.7 ESPN. You're listening to the Dave Rothenberg Show podcast on ESPNNewYork.com. Like, there's no one specific thing which actually has to carry the show, which means we can bounce, which I love. Let's get to the calls. 1-800-919-3776. Let's start out with Steve in New Jersey. Good morning, Steve. You're on 98.7. How are you, bud? Hey, good morning, Mr. Rothenberg. How you doing? I'm doing great. Very respectful of me, and I like that. Hey, so I'm calling because watching these Knicks throughout these 12 games, I feel like there's a lack of accountability. Um, I can see frustration on Jalen Brunson's face playing. Um, R.J. Barrett is a really good player, and a lot of us are saying we should not trade R.J. Barrett for Donovan Mitchell. A lot of us is regretting that because R.J. Barrett has tunnel vision. Um, and then on top of that, What, is that, what does Randall, that mean? Yeah, I'm confused by uh, that. I, I, I'm with you on everything. So, except what do you mean R.J. Barrett has tunnel vision? So, so, so tunnel vision, what I mean by tunnel vision is once he gets the ball, all he sees is the basket. He can have two or three players on him, and he's just attacking the basket, and he can have anybody open on the wing or even at the perimeter, and he does not look to dish the ball out. He has that one-track mind, and it's not a good thing, and that's why I say there's a lack of accountability because it seems like uh, Tibbs is just letting these guys go out there and run like they're playing in the Drew League or some pickup game instead of running some plays. And instead of you seeing him doing this, running to the basket, sit him down, bench him, and say, listen, you're going to keep playing like this, you're going to sit on this bench for a little bit. See, I don't know that I I agree with you, Steve, and thanks for the call. I I don't know. I I just think that maybe R.J. Barrett is just – he's good. 
Like, maybe that's what he's going to be. You know, maybe you had the third pick in a draft where the first two are going to be, you know, two is a star star. One, if he's healthy, looks like he's going to be a star. And maybe you had the third pick in the draft who's going to be a, a good player. Right? It, it happens. I don't, I don't watch R.J. Barrett and, and just be like, oh, I'm so frustrated. I just think he, he, doesn't, he doesn't stink. He's not bad. He gives effort. He's a good teammate. You know, some guys are just not as good as others, and I think maybe that's the case. I think R.J. Barrett is just, maybe he's just not a star. Maybe, maybe R.J. Barrett is just, maybe he's just going to be a, a good player. You know, there's something really wrong with that, except that you had this idea that maybe he'd be better than that. But four years in, four, I mean, this is his fourth year. And again, he's not bad. I don't watch him and think. I mean, he, he went for 30 last night, right? He went for 35 and five. So it's hard to beat him up. But I, I don't watch him and think to myself, in a, in a big moment, this guy can carry my team. Like, I, I'm in a seven-game series in the first round. I have R.J. Barrett, and they don't. Like, I have John Morant, and they don't? Now that's something. I got Zion, and they don't? Now that's something. I think maybe R.J. Barrett is just, maybe he's just a, a, a good player who's going to make your team better, but not carry your team. And again, that's not a, it's not a knock on him. It's not a bad thing. You know, he's, a, he's a good NBA player. But when I said I'm not trading him for Donovan Mitchell, I mean, Donovan Mitchell is clearly a better player. And you know what? I don't think a lot of, a lot of hosts in, in, in any capacity, in any, whether it's sports or politics or whatever, will say, I, I think I was wrong. Um, I think maybe I was wrong. I think maybe if, if I had a chance to go back in time and say, yeah, I would do that trade, I think I would. Because Donovan Mitchell, is just, he's dynamic. And R.J. Barrett is, is not. Which, again, is no fault of his own. He, he's the player he is. You know, Julius Randle, is, th- this is what he is. He's a good player. Jalen Brunson is a good point guard. They don't have a superstar on this team. I didn't even know, if I told you I'm building a, a super team, is there is there a two on this team? Like, is there is there a player on this team that if I say pair that player with Giannis is going to be the second best player on a team? I think the answer is no. So I think what we do is we build these guys up in our heads. And, oh, I mean, now you got the point guard, which is going to give you a better version of R.J. Barrett, and a better version of Julius Randle. Is Julius Randle any better this year than he's been? I mean, he's fine. Is R.J. Barrett any better than he's been? He's fine. I mean, Evan Fournier, and thank God, I mean, they finally got to the realization that he's unplayable. Obi Toppin can shoot a little bit now, but I'd like to see more than 22 minutes a night from Obi Toppin. Now, he played in the fourth quarter last night, but I'd like to see extended minutes. Like, why can't I see 34 minutes from Obi Toppin? What's wrong with that? Mike in Sayville. Mike, good morning. You're on 98.7. What's up, Dave? How you doing? Good. How are you? Good. Uh, I have two points on the Knicks. Um... First point on R.J. Barrett, I think he gets a little too much criticism from people. Look, he's not Donovan Mitchell, but it's his fourth year, as you said. But every year he has gotten better. Like, it's not like he's regressed. No, no, no. So so do you have an issue with with what I've said, where I say he's a good player, but he's never going to be a superstar? I no, I, I think he'll be an all star eventually. I don't think he's gonna be a super he's not a one, he's not a you said he's a three, right? On a really good team. I think three, on a, I on, a on a team that's competing for a championship, RJ Barrett is a three. And I and I agree with that. But I just think like you look at his first four seasons, he's he's gotten better every year. And each year, Tom Thibodeau said it last night, and it's true. Each year he has gone out to a slow start and had and then re, and then rebounded. 
So that's my point, Audrey Barrett. But on the Knicks itself, what frustrates me about them is their defense. Dave, you watch every game like me, every second. How many times does Mike Green say, so-and-so comes in this game averaging five points? He has 25 tonight. Oh, I mean, it, ha- right? it happens all – I mean, how about, how about this Livers guy last night? I mean, all, all of a yeah. sudden, it's like he's hitting shots all over you. Like, who, who is Liver? I don't even like Liver. Right? Who, who is this guy? But it, you're right. It's every. It feels like every time the Knicks take on an opponent, you hear this guy. This is a career high for Smith. Jones has never yeah. gone for more than 18 points. I'm so surprised by this. You're right. Every single night. So yeah. So, so this team. Look, they're six and six. I said they were going to win about 43 to 45 games this year. I don't they're, see. They're, I don't they're, see they're, it. They're, they're, this I don't is what see. What, hover around five hundred. This is what yeah. they are, Dave. Like, yeah, you're right. You know? Okay, but so, so we agree then, Mike. This and thanks to the call. This yeah. is what they are. Th- this is a five hundred. If, th- if things go well, this is a five hundred ish team. Whether that's thirty seven or forty three, right? They're going to be. If if you if I said to you, you got to give me a a six game range, I would say the low end is you win thirty seven. And the high end is you win 43. That's the six game. If you said eight games, I'd say, you know, I don't know, 35 to 43. I think this is what they are. But if you look at what they've done so far this season, right, you look, you look at this season up to this point. Um, opener, you lost to Memphis. Like, like, stop me when I get to a game. It's like, oh, you should have won that one. You beat Detroit at home. You beat Orlando at home. You beat Charlotte at home. All games you should win. You had no chance against Milwaukee. You competed for a while against Cleveland and then got run out of the building. You, you got hammered at home by Atlanta, again, you led by 20. You beat Philadelphia on the road, but Philadelphia didn't have MB and didn't have Harden. So I, I don't know that you look at that as a, a win against real, the real Philadelphia. You got run out of the building last Saturday night against Boston. You beat Minnesota in Minnesota, which I, I guess possibly could be your signature win of the year. And Minnesota's hardly a great team. You got run out of the building in Brooklyn, and you beat Detroit at home. And now you play OKC tomorrow at noon, which is, you know, go win that game. And then you go to Utah, Denver, Golden State, Phoenix, and OKC. But what do you see that five-game road trip being? One and four, two and three. So if you win tomorrow and you go two and three on the road trip, you know where you are? Exactly at 500, because that's what they are. They're a 500 kind of team. one 800 919-3776. Let's start to morph into a little football. We'll do some baseball, more NBA. It's it this is a this is a very nice, busy Saturday. It's me and you. And it's warm outside. And the rain has stopped on 987 ESPN. Liver okay. spots. You're listening to the Dave Rothenberg Show podcast on ESPNNewYork.com. Richard Miranda, Rothenberg, ESPN. What's wrong with H. Dumpty 39? He says, I love Saturday, Dave. This is the voice that works with me on Saturday morning and keeps me sane. I'm here for the people. See, I'm a hard worker, unlike Rick, who, you know, oh, I can do no more than five days a week. I can do six. And if I had to, I could do seven. I used to do seven. I used to do a big fantasy show up in Bristol on Sunday mornings. So please, he works his little Monday to Friday. And I add in the sixth day. And I do it all by myself. Like Don said, he's carried Monday to Friday. 
seven six. So we're we're Knicks now. We'll, we'll be Giants in I don't know five minutes from right now. This is a big, exciting Giants game tomorrow. Big game. We'll get to it in just a couple moments. One hundred nine one nine three seven seven six. Marco in Brooklyn. Hi, Marco. You're next up on ninety eight seven. Hey, what's up, Dave? So I think that when the whole trade talks were going on for RJ and Donovan, people didn't think that maybe RJ or Donovan Mitchell was much better than RJ. Probably thought they were, you know, in the same area, same stratosphere. Yep. But now it's obvious that Donovan Mitchell is, you know, on a different level than RJ Barrett. I think RJ Barrett plays like timid. He doesn't have that pop. He doesn't have that. I think he'll be lucky if he's ever a Drew Holiday. And I think people were scared to trade the farm for RJ because they thought, oh, if we get Donovan. For, for Mitchell. The, for Mitchell, right. I, yeah. I think, um, you know, if we trade the farm for him, we're not going to win a championship. But even if you brought Steph Curry here, you're not going to win a championship. If you brought LeBron here, you're not going to win a championship. So it's just – and even if you would have put RJ in that deal, you wouldn't have ended up trading the farm. It would have been less picks and less players. The whole thing was either RJ and less or no RJ now, and the Now, Marco, whole farm. Let, let me ask you this because it, it's it's – pretty obvious at this point that you're accurate were you screaming from the rooftops i don't know three months ago that this is what had to happen dave when you were on the case show with peter i was uh-huh. like i'm always in lockstep with this guy. i don't know if it's because he's with peter and his bad takes are rubbing off on him yeah but peter i, I mean let, let, let let's be fair i mean peter peter has some dreadful takes doesn't he oh my god oh, I, I don't mean, know how he's on sports club radio some terrible takes. So, all right, listen, Marco, how many times do you get to hear a sports talk show host say, I think I was wrong? Doesn't happen no. often, right? No. All right, so, so what do you want me to lay, lay down at the sword that is you? I, I think I was wrong, Marco. Yeah, that's what we can do. And my, my assistant program director keeps doing this as well. Thanks for the call. He keeps, well, when are you going to admit you're wrong? I, uh, John Winthrop, I think I was wrong. All right, you listening to that? I think I was wrong. I'm not perfect. My entire job responsibility is to give opinions. I think I'm pretty good. Well, I think out of 10 times, I'm right. What, eight, seven, nine? So, like, I'm pretty good. Like, you just heard the caller. I'm, I'm usually in lockstep with you. Okay, I can be wrong. I'm not perfect, and I can admit it. I'm comfortable enough in my own sports opinions that when I make a mistake, I'll take the airwaves and say, I think I was wrong. You know what? I think I was wrong. You want me to sing it? You want me to dance it out? You want me to do a Hollywood play? What, what, are you, what are you looking for? R.J. Barrett's a good player. I don't know that he'll ever be more than that. Donovan Mitchell's a top 20 player in the NBA. Donovan Mitchell propels your team to be better. I love the people. I admit you were wrong. I, I don't understand what you're looking for. I, I get Rick also. I mean, that was Dave's take. Admit you were wrong. Sorry. I'm not perfect. If you cut me, I do bleed. I think I was wrong. Does it make you feel good? Is that what you need to go on with your Saturday? Here, did you, did you hear? You get to the, your kid's soccer game this morning. Did you hear? I was listening to 9870 SPN. Rothenberg, he said he thinks he was wrong. Great. If, if that's what fuels you to get through your day, not perfect. I've been wrong before. I'll be wrong again. I think for the most part, my takes are pretty good. I think for the most part, I have a really good pulse of what's going on in New York sports. A really good feel for the pulse of that. In this one instance, I think I might have been wrong. You know what? Phil Jackson was wrong all over the place. Phil Jackson, you know what? I would, I'll tell you what. I wouldn't have taken Frank Nilakina. I would have taken Donovan Mitchell originally. 
I'll tell you what. I wouldn't have taken Obi Toppin. I would have taken Tyrese Halliburton. I'll tell you what. I wouldn't have taken Saquon Barkley, too. I wouldn't have taken Daniel Jones, six. So, I'm wrong once. Narrowly, maybe. And I'm public enemy number one. But Gettleman literally crapped on this franchise for five years. And Phil Jackson literally and figuratively fell asleep on the Knicks job. They come after me. 1-800-919-3776. I can be wrong and I can admit I'm wrong. How, let me ask you this. How many talk show hosts would take the microphone and the airwaves and say, you know what, I think I was wrong about this. You think a lot? Or are they going to backtrack? No, no, I wasn't wrong because A, B, C, D. No, it's fine. Not afraid to admit it. You know why? Because I know a lot. That's why. Because I'm knowledgeable. Some would never say they were wrong because they have no confidence and no belief in their convictions. I believe and I have confidence in what I know. And that is most times I'm going to be right. So come at, you want to come after me? Let's go. You want to dance? Let's dance. R.J. Barrett's good. Julius Randle's good. But how about all the people that's told me that when you add the point guard, well, that's, that's when you're going to get the best out of R.J. Barrett. Right? And when you add the point guard, that's when Julius Randle, because Julius Randle's not going to have to create his own shot anymore. That's what I was told. Julius Randle's going to be put in position now to win games because he's going to get the ball where he likes it, right? There's going to be dishing and driving and, and wide open Julius Randle for little 15-footers. When, when does that happen? When do I get to see? I mean, is Julius Randle monumentally better than he was last year? I don't think so. Is R.J. Barrett monumental? R.J. Barrett, again, he's good. He's a good player. I don't think you're winning it. There's no way you're winning a title with him as your one or your two. If he becomes the third best player on the team, now we can talk about it. 1-800-919-3776. Gil, Long Island. Good morning, Gil. Good morning, Dave. How are you? I am really well, Gil. How are you? I'm glad to be speaking to Radio Royalty, man. Uh, thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah. Um. Well, I would not have made that trade then. I would still not make the trade now. The reason why is because it wasn't a one-to-one -one trade. They wanted too much for for Donovan Mitchell. Yeah, but but picks are who knows what picks are going to turn into, right? We're so and I, I right. I'm the the king of being obsessed with picks. But at some point, you have to say I have these picks for a reason. And what's the reason to try to get the star player, i.e., Donovan Mitchell? They wanted too many on the package. That's uh, even with the picks. They wanted other people that's already on the Knicks right now. So who, who, you who, who in this trade, Gil? We're like, oh my! I, how could I possibly exist without these guys? I still don't think we there. Even if we get Donovan, if we had to give all the package that they wanted, we'd still be where we are—a five hundred team. Uh, I think they'd be better than that. I, I, he's very good. He's he's very. I don't know that he's a superstar. Thanks for the call, Gail. But he's he's very very good. Like he he's closer to a superstar than what you have. 
So you wouldn't have R.J. Barrett. And maybe you wouldn't have, I don't know, quickly. Uh, so what? You'd, you'd have Donovan Mitchell, and he wanted to come here. How many times do you talk to people? It's like, well, I wish we get this guy, but he doesn't want to come here. He doesn't want to be a Nick. Donovan is from here. He grew up in Westchester, right? He went to he went to, to uh, private school up in, where did he go? Up in, like, Rockland or somewhere. But no, I think he went to New Hampshire, actually, after he, he, he uh, he went to high school for a while in uh, in Westchester, but he's a he's a local kid. He wanted to be here. His family is here. But you know, I, I don't know what you want. No one's ever happy. You don't make the trade. You should have made the trade. You make the trade. You should have made the trade. I don't know. I don't. I don't know what you're looking for. All I, all I, I was starting out today by sitting here and telling you that I just that I think this is what they are. And I think wrap your arms around it that you're going to get a 500 ish team. Right? If things go really well, they'll win 45. If things go really poorly, they'll win 35. But that's what they are. That's what they are. 1-800-919-3776. Are the Giants going to be a 500-ish team or even better? We get to Big Blue, and we get there next right here on 98.7 ESPN. John Winthrop, I think I was wrong. You're listening to the Dave Rothenberg Show podcast on ESPNNewYork.com. You know, they, they say like a man's, you get to a man's heart through his stomach. You get to my heart through the, this NFL film's music. I could be in the worst mood in the world. You play that, and I'm like, you know, back. I could be on, on life support. Tubes all coming out of me. You walk in, what's the prognosis? We don't think Rothenberg's going to make it. Oh, we're going to play this. You play that, boom, I'm back. I'm back. I'm like, let's go. What time's the game tomorrow? I ever tell you the story, Harvey? Hi, Harvey. How are you? I'm doing good, Dave. How about you? Good. Did you have a nice birthday last week? Oh, it's tremendous. I, I hope it was a hell of a birthday. It was awesome. I, re- I I hope it was the greatest birthday ever. Cake all about us. Oh, stuff my face. Really? Now, yeah. Who, now, you don't have a significant other, right? No. So who runs point on your birthday? Me. You run point. Isn't that odd that you run point on your own birthday? No, I mean it's my birthday. Right. Your but birthday. Feels, your birthday is the only day. Narcissistic, doesn't it? No, I mean your birthday is the only day about you. So uh, why right, not have? But con- if it's about you, then shouldn't other people cater to you on your said birthday? No, because if they mess up, then it's on them, and then I gotta so, take some responsibility for appointing so, them and all so that. So you order your own cake on your birthday? Oh yeah. How how far do you go here? What else do you do? Do you do you plan your own party on your birthday? No, I would say mostly cake and probably gifts. But you buy your own presents? Yeah, why not? Oh, Harvey, what's the matter? What do, what do you mean? You can't buy your own presents. What kind of what kind of rule set is this? What do you mean I can't buy my own presents? Well, the whole point of the birthday is other people do stuff for you, not you buy your yourself presents. See, see, I don't know about you, but I, I'm a doer. I'm a go getter. And so I go get my own birthday presents. But you could always buy yourself stuff, Harvey. But for the birthday, it's extra special because there's the incentive of spoiling yourself to the point where your wallet feels lighter than do you. Do you buy yourself a present, wrap it up, open it, and be like, oh, my God, I really wanted this. No, I'm not that what silly. A, what a gift. <laughs> Harvey, not... Harvey, you really know Harvey. I'm not that silly, no. I no. would. Uh... No, I don't do that. 
I, I don't know what you do. I've the, never heard of anybody buying themselves presents. Do you do you wrap the presents? No, that's beyond the pale. No, that's that's a totally what'd different. What did you buy yourself this year? I bought myself some some devil's gear. You know, shout devil's out to the gear, devils. Yeah, like to play in or to wear to games. Uh, both. If they bring me onto the ice, uh, I'll be. I'll hey, be... listen. If Jeff Saturday can coach, coach the Colts, you can. I think you know be called up by the Devils. No, anything is possible. Anything is possible. What else did you buy? So some Devils gear. What else did you buy? I bought myself a Lawrence Taylor jersey. That's nice. That's right. That's good for you. I have a beautiful Lawrence Taylor jersey. Good for you. What else? Cake. <laughs> <laughs> So when you go, is it like a Carvel cake? What kind of cake? Oh, yeah, of course. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I don't mind sponge Car- cake. You go into the, the grocery store, the Carvel, whatever. You're like, listen, I'm going to need a cake for, if, if, is it just you? How many How many are you buying this cake for? No, it's a, it's a small cake just for like five people. Five people. Yeah. Right. And one of the other four people couldn't take care of this on your birthday? Where everyone else is busy. You know, everyone's uh-huh. just doing their own thing, and it's just me. Harvey, um, you know what seems apparent to me, and I hate to, to be the one that brings this to the table, but I think I have to. Do, do you not have a lot of people in your life, like a lot ooh, of friends and stuff? Well, uh, what time is it? 9.53 in the morning. Yeah. We're getting very deep here. Um, I think I got a good amount. I, but, and none of them could take point on your birthday? Well, look, I mean, it's not every November 5th that everybody's just free to, you know, to wax apartic about me. So, um, yeah, you know, it's just... Uh, had I known it was so pathetic, I would have gotten in. I would have gotten involved here. You knew about this, didn't you? Well, I knew it was your birthday, but I didn't know it was such a sob story where you didn't have anybody else to like carry the torch for you and your birthday. So rather than take point on on your own liberties, you 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 bring up my my supposed loneliness into the chat. That's right. I mean, had Joe Leo not been throwing himself up all all last week, I'm sure he would have done something nice for you. Well, I would have if he sh- if he was actually here. I mean, you, I you didn't know you didn't know he was so pathetic, did you, Joe? Uh, What's up with pathetic? Well, listen, I'm just calling it like I see it. I mean, you have. So, I mean, I, I've never heard of anybody buying themselves cake and presents for their own birthday. You know I, what? I'd do it again. D- <laughs> I Dave, bet you would. I I get buying like one gift, like splurging for your birthday, something that you wouldn't usually get. But you're like, hey, it's my birthday. I'll I'll, I'll splurge and I'll get right. this. But to go for the, the length of buying your own cake, that's a little much. You know what it is, too? You know what it is? I'd rather what? do all that again than, than say, oh, it's just a birthday. I don't really care for it. No, we're not saying that. Well, and you, and you know what, what else, by the way? And, and who takes off from work on their birthday? A guy that likes his own birthday. I mean, I never heard of such a thing. What do you mean you never heard of such a thing? I've never heard of such a thing where you, where you call out ahead of time, like, listen, I can't be there this week. Why? My, my birthday. It's your own, You get one day of 365. To celebrate you and you only, and I you're telling yourself, you, and you're gonna like work. <laughs> you're, you're you're special, you know. What what are you gonna do when you have kids? Sorry, kids, can't do anything with you. Why? It's it's dad's birthday. <laughs> no, the kids will be part of the birthday. Dad too. comes first. How do I, how about if the kids are like, listen, dad, we'd like to buy you stuff. No, 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 no. I run points on my birthday. <laughs> well, that's what Father's <laughs> Day is for in that situation. Then I yeah, guess. but who knows if he takes care of that on Father's Day too. What his plan will be? It's all encompassing. Very true. You really? I mean, Harvey, you need, are you in therapy? <laughs> I don't think. I don't think it's to the degree of therapy. No. No. Okay. The mere suggestion is offensive. Okay. There's nothing wrong with therapy. No. No. Nothing wrong with it at all. So Shut you can up. Better yourself. Better help, but better myself for That's sure. That's right. And you don't even need to like meet the therapist in person. I, th- I think it's something that you should look inwards and, and realize that you might need. Maybe in the m- by November fifth, twenty twenty three, I'll think about it. 
1-800-636-7676. How about the Giants? This Big Blue Report brought to you by 2 by London, the engagement shop at London Jewelers. So here we are, people. Here we are. Giants, Texans. And you say, well, this is a game they should win. Yeah, it's a game they should win. But what does that mean? Really? I mean, the, the Giants are hardly this juggernaut of a team. You're 6-2. and two, You're right there. You go through the schedule. If you get to 10, you're in. If you get to 9, there's a very good chance you're going to get in. You have Washington twice. You have Houston tomorrow. You have Detroit next week. You have Indianapolis. That's five games that you can absolutely win. You go 3-2 and two in those five, there's a great chance you're going to get in. You go 4-1, and one, you're going to get in. Think about that. Look at, look at what the Giants are doing with the lack of talent they have. And I've heard so much, well, they're not, they, they do have some talent. Do they really? Their best receiver is who right now? We're, we're all excited because Kenny Galladay looks like he's going to return and play tomorrow. He stinks. Uh, Kenny Galladay's lousy. And I've heard all, oh, he's practicing. There's a good chance that Galladay's going to come back. No, you know what it is, truthfully? You have to, to take notice in what Dable has done with this team. Brian Dable, mind you, is a quarterback genius. Josh Allen is elite. Why? I don't think entirely, but partly because of Brian Dable. Mitchell Trubisky got a real contract on the open market. Why? Who did he work with? Brian Dable. Daniel Jones, his entire career was, he just, I don't know that he can. I don't know that he's capable. I'm not sure. Now, re-sign Daniel Jones. Why? Brian Dable. That's why. This guy's terrific. And I've heard, you got to keep Jones. You got to move on from Jones. Here's my take. I'm going to, you know the way like you overanalyze stuff with your teams? You got to take this guy over this guy or that guy over that guy. I actually trust the Giants so implicitly right now that if they decide to keep Jones, great. If they decide to move on and draft a quarterback, fine. If they trade for a quarterback because there's someone they like better on the open market, okay. I am totally in lockstep with whatever it is Shane and the quarterback whisperer. Brian Dable decide to do. That's the Big Blue Report brought to you by Two by London, the engagement shop by London Jewelers. Picker designed the perfect engagement ring to fit every single budget at any of their six area locations. Let's take a quick break. Come back and get to your Giants calls. This is a big game tomorrow at 1. Rothenberg with you solo Saturday morning, 98.7 ESPN.